Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst Glenn Kirchner. Donald Trump was in Washington, D.C. to attend his federal appellate court hearing on whether he has immunity in the election interference case. Glenn was there to watch it live as it happened. So, friends, again today, I had the pleasure of going back to my old stomping grounds, the courts of Washington, D.C., specifically federal district court, where I attended the appellate argument in Donald Trump's case in which he's claiming that he has absolute immunity from being prosecuted for any and all crimes he committed while in office. Let me give you my top line takeaway after listening to the arguments of counsel, both counsel for Donald Trump and counsel for Jack Smith's team and listening to the many questions that came from the three judges on the appellate court panel, the panel that heard this case Top line takeaway, it did not go well for Donald Trump and his criminal defense attorneys, but it did go well for the rule of law and for we the people and for our democracy. You know, the judges were dropping all kinds of rhetorical bombs on Donald Trump's criminal defense team. Truth bombs, consistency bombs, logic bombs. I mean, figuratively destroying Donald Trump's arguments at every turn. Now, what I want to try to do in today's Justice Matters video is talk about what I saw unfold in that courtroom, try to translate it from legalese because it can be, you know, a pretty dense subject matter translated from legalese into English, into layman's speak. And I want to go through some of the highlights of the arguments. The highlights were the searing questions, the logic-based questions, the bombs being lobbed by the judges. And I think the lowlights were the way Donald Trump's criminal defense attorney tried in vain to answer those questions. So friends, let's start with a couple of truth bombs. Donald Trump's entire argument rests on basically one clause of the Constitution, the impeachment judgments clause. So let's start by looking at the language of that clause, the actual words, the text. Then let's talk about what it means in real terms, in layman's terms. And then let's talk about how Donald Trump's lawyer just twisted and bent and contorted that clause of the Constitution beyond all sort of rational meaning and the truth bombs that 
that inspired, the truth bombs that were then lobbed at the defense attorney and his argument on behalf of Donald Trump by the judges. But let's start with the language of the impeachment judgments clause. Here's how it reads. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. But the party convicted, that would be convicted at the Senate trial after the House of Representatives passed articles of impeachment, the party, the person convicted in that Senate trial shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to law. Okay, let's unpack that. Let's translate it into English, into real person speak. Here is what that clause of the Constitution provides. If a president is impeached, that is the House of Representatives passes articles of impeachment, delivers them to the Senate, the Senate tries the president on those articles of impeachment and convicts him. If that happens, the punishment extends no further than to removal from office and disqualification from office. In other words, you're not going to jail. You're not going to prison. You're not paying fines. You're not being punished. You're just being fired. You're being told, okay, you're removed from office and you can't hold office again because you've been impeached and convicted by the Senate. However, even if you are impeached and convicted, convicted at the Senate trial, you can still be prosecuted, right? It does not bar subsequent prosecution even if you are impeached by the House and convicted by the Senate. That's what that means. So friends, even though that clause of the Constitution, the Impeachment Judgments Clause is actually pretty straightforward, pretty easy to understand. Even if a president is impeached and then convicted in a Senate trial, he can still be prosecuted criminally. Here's what the defense attorney for Donald Trump argued. Well, you know, Your Honor, notwithstanding what it says, here's what it really means. It's an impeachment first rule. And the impeachment first rule says that if a president is ever to be criminally prosecuted for his crimes, he must first be impeached by the House and convicted by the Senate, and only then can federal prosecutors, the Department of Justice, prosecute the president for his crimes. But wait a minute, that's not what the impeachment judgments clause says. It says if he's impeached and convicted in the Senate trial, he can still be criminally prosecuted. Not that he must first be impeached and convicted by the Senate, and only then can he be criminally prosecuted. So they twisted and contorted and stood on its head, that clause of the Constitution, right, mangled it. Their interpretation makes no sense given the plain language of the 
impeachment judgments clause, given you know the natural construction of that sentence. And yet that's what they argued. And then friends, the judges just started lobbing truth bombs at Donald Trump's criminal defense attorney, John Sauer. They said, okay, let's just run with your impeachment first requirement, even though that's not what the impeachment judgments clause says. Let's run with that. That he has to be impeached by the House and convicted in the Senate before he can ever be prosecuted. So if the president commits all kinds of horrific crimes while in office, but he has enough loyalists in Congress that they choose not to impeach him, you're saying that he can never be prosecuted for those crimes. In fact, you're saying Congress can, in essence, just grant him immunity from prosecution by declining to impeach him. Yeah, Donald Trump's lawyer didn't really have a good comeback for that one. Okay, well, let's try another one. So if the Congress did begin impeaching Donald Trump for all kinds of horrible crimes he committed while in office, and Donald Trump short circuits the impeachment by resigning, he can't be prosecuted for his crimes. So you're literally giving him the opportunity to grant himself immunity by resigning before the House can impeach him or the Senate can convict him at a trial on those articles of impeachment. Just giving Donald Trump, giving a criminal president the keys to the jail cell. Truth bomb after truth bomb being lobbed at the defense attorney with no real response, no persuasive response to any of it. Coming up next, Glenn tells us more of what he saw during Trump's appellate court hearing in Washington, D.C. This is Justice Matters. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. During the appellate court hearing on whether Donald Trump has immunity for his part in trying to overturn the 2020 election, the judges asked some interesting hypothetical questions. Here's Glenn with more details of what he saw. Now, friends, let's turn to one of the logic bombs that one of the judges lobbed at Donald Trump's attorney. She said, now there is this clause in the Constitution, the take care clause, and 
that obligates a president of the United States to do something, to act in a certain way. What is it that the take care clause says? The president shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. That's a presidential responsibility. So are you saying that even though the president has the sworn constitutional obligation to faithfully execute the laws of the country, he's also permitted to violate those same laws with impunity and immunity? Is that what you're saying, Mr. Sauer? That's the kind of logic bomb that just blows up and destroys your position. Let's talk about a consistency bomb that the judges lobbed at Donald Trump's defense attorney. They said, okay, you are arguing that Donald Trump can't be prosecuted unless your you know, impeachment first scheme is satisfied. Donald Trump argued through counsel at the second impeachment trial that he went through that a president can absolutely be prosecuted upon leaving office. In fact, one of Donald Trump's lawyers, Bruce Castor, argued the following at Donald Trump's Senate impeachment trial. After he, Donald Trump, leaves office, you can arrest him. There is no opportunity where the President of the United States can run rampant in January at the end of his term and just go away scot-free. The Department of Justice does know what to do with such people. So, Mr. Sauer, Donald Trump previously argued through his lawyer that he, a former president, can absolutely be prosecuted by the Department of Justice. And now you're standing up here representing him speaking on his behalf, and you're making the exact opposite argument. Isn't that convenient? And John Sauer didn't really have much to say other than he spit out a Latin phrase, race judicata, which I'm not going to unravel for you, but essentially he was telling the court, ah, I didn't say that, that wasn't me, that was another lawyer in another hearing, in another setting. I'm not bound by that. No, in other words, all of Donald Trump's lawyers can be as wildly inconsistent as is expedient in the moment. I mean, in a Senate impeachment trial, saying you shouldn't convict him on the articles of impeachment because he absolutely can and likely will be criminally prosecuted. And now that he's being criminally prosecuted, they say, oh, no, no, no. He had to be impeached and convicted in order for the Department of Justice to even think about prosecuting him. Come on, man. Really? And friends, here's what I want to end with. And it's actually a political observation, not really a legal observation. So I was in the courtroom today when Donald Trump entered. I was seated directly behind him, about 25 or 30 feet away from him. He came in, head down, scowl on his face, sort of lumbered over to his chair at the defense table. Didn't make eye contact with anybody in the packed courtroom. 
didn't exchange so much as a word with anybody in the courtroom, certainly didn't shake anybody's hand. And during the entire time of the proceedings, before, during, and after, the only person I even saw him speak with fleetingly was one of his lawyers, John Lauro. He may have spoken to some of his other lawyers, but I didn't notice it. And he looked like the exact opposite of a politician. You know, there is this term retail politician. I don't profess to know exactly what the political pundits and experts mean by that, but I think it means, you know, getting out there and behaving like a politician, like we expect politicians to behave, the good ones and frankly the not so good ones, getting out there, interacting, talking with people, taking an interest in potential voters, shaking hands, kissing babies, talking policy, being upbeat, making people feel good about your candidacy. Now I know that's not why Donald Trump was in the courtroom today, but the fact that he had none of the characteristics of somebody who was running for office, the highest office in the land, you know, the fact that he was behaving like the antithesis, the exact opposite of a politician was jarring to watch. I guess it was not terribly unexpected. I'd seen him in court before when he was arraigned, but he looked like a scared, defeated former president of the United States who probably, if he is ever being honest with himself, and I think that's a big if, knows where he's going to end up. He knows precisely where he's going to end up. And that is being held accountable for his crimes and serving time in prison. Because justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.